0: I did like the cosmic balance of him shutting out the Bruins in game four on the same night that Brian Elliott got pulled after three shots
1: as his <laughs> team got swept in Calgary. Yeah, and like just gave up a war crime of a first goal in that game, by the way. <laughs> like Is it
0: is it too is it still too early to say we won that trade though?
1: You got it in red Remember Todd White Where did Eric Carlson eat last night It doesn't matter if you ask It's the Check and Loop Podcast Good day, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode Picard of the Chet Sellers and Luke Paristi podcast. I'm Luke, and I'm joined, as always, by the man who loves overtime. In fact, he wishes there was more of it. It's Chet Sellers. (laughs) It's a pleasure to be here. Chet, are you
0: okay? I'm not okay. I'm tired. I lost my voice. I'm sick now from, like, I got... Two hours of sleep. I have a chest cold. I'm miserable after that. The Ottawa? Game five that went for about six hours, and I'm not happy, and I don't like hockey, and I don't like anything, and I'm very, very, very upset right now. (laughs) Love the show. The Ottawa Senators gave you leprosy. Oh (laughs) my god, it was not super, super fun to be
1: at the game to midnight on Friday, as you well know, since you were there as well. I was also there with you. We can get into that in a minute. Um, Let's talk about the good times briefly, I guess. I just, I don't remember the good times. I just feel like I have that,
0: I feel like I've aged five years in the last week, and now (laughs) I have like that, I'm like early to mid-Benjamin Button right now, (laughs) is what I feel like.
1: Yeah, this series contains multitudes. It really does. So, midway through game three, there was about 90 seconds where the Ottawa Senators were up 3-0 in their game. That was the only time I've enjoyed the playoffs so far this year. It's been now five games of just complete torturous hell, but there was a bright spot when the Ottawa Senators were up three goals, and I thought, good, now I can relax and enjoy this.
0: You know, hearing (laughs) us talk about this, it's almost (laughs) like they weren't up 3-1 in the series with three chances to, like, clinch it. (laughs) But you're right, that was fun. Um, The two-goal lead they had in Game 5 after Peugeot scored... To start the second period was also very fun for about a minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as it turns out... If you are going to rely on winning a bunch of one-goal games in overtime, every now and then you're going to lose a coin flip. Yep. Uh, I just wish it had happened at the beginning of overtime instead of, like, I think that game might still be going somewhere.
1: (laughs) I think it continued in the parking lot after it was officially over. The best part about that game, and by best, I mean by far the worst, is sitting there watching the Senators fail to convert many incredibly good chances and knowing in my heart that this was a game that the Senators were destined to lose and they were never going to win that game because if they were going to win, they would have won already. That's You know what? That's a fair (laughs) point. Um,
0: They probably were the better team a little bit. And they definitely had a lot of chances that when they didn't go in, you were just like, okay, it's not, it's not happening tonight. Whether it's the Kyle Turris breakaway, second overtime, Turris breakaway, there was that. There was Hoffman's <laughs> beat Rask, and then the puck trickled through and went just wide of the post mm-hmm. in the third. Uh, MacArthur missed a good one. Uh, There were a lot of chances that they had to kind of put the game away in the third. A lot of power plays that had to be called because it was puck over glass or too many men. It was one of those, like, that you can't not call. But the longer that game went, the sloppier and more tired it got in overtime on both sides. And at that point, it basically just becomes a random event.
1: Yeah, so that was the first time I've been at a playoff game that went to overtime. And... Let me tell you, it's not great, Bob. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's
0: on the one hand, you say, well, you know, I got to watch almost two full hockey games. I really got my money's
1: worth. On the other hand, you're like, why did I pay for this? You did not get your money's worth because the hockey in the second overtime is not good. No, it's not good. All you're doing is sitting there pulling your hair out. And maybe you can tell this on the television, but when you're there in person, you can tell how tired people are. And you just know, it's like, oh, the winning goal in this game is going to be terrible. (laughs) This is not going to be a high-quality scoring chance that finishes it. It's going to be a weird rebound that somehow gets past Craig Anderson. Yeah. And then sends everyone home extremely unhappy. Well,
0: and it was, I mean, it started to, as dramatic as it is, it starts to quiet down in the rink, simply because everybody is so exhausted. Mm-hmm. You know, like, everybody by the second overtime has been cheering for over four hours and is basically just a wrung-out sponge. So I saw people on Twitter saying, you know, oh, it's pretty quiet in Ottawa for an overtime game. It's like, we're all just, like, shivering yeah. with, with, like, fatigue at this point. Yeah, we're
1: it's, not... it's 11.30, guys. Like, it's past my bedtime. Yeah, it's past <laughs> Ottawa's
0: bedtime. I mean, the place would have exploded if they won, but that would have been, like, the one last burst of energy before everybody slept in their car.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna compare it to like being at the hospital. Where you're just there, you're tired, you're tense, you've got no emotion left, and you're just waiting for something to happen, and it's either going to be the best or the worst. Right. With no in-between, and you're just like, I don't even care anymore, I just want it to happen. Right. And then the bad thing happens, and you're like, actually, that was bad, I take it back.
0: (laughs) I I, Just to put a hat on your analogy, it is like being at the hospital, but in a Trump care world, where not only are you at the hospital, but you're paying a lot of money uh, (laughs) to be there. So... Yeah. I don't even really want to talk about game five all that much. <laughs> other than to say I do think they will close it out in six, but they have to close it out in six, right? Because if they lose game five and they lose game six in Boston, yes, you've got game seven at home, but that is going to be a tight game.
1: Yeah, I have no interest in Ottawa coming back to Canada for a game seven. But this series has been so close. The whole, like, every game has been a one goal game. Three of five games have gone to overtime. It it basically just feels like flipping a coin and being like, come on, heads. Yeah. Heads, let's go. Like, it's... It felt too easy for Ottawa to get through this series in five games, and lo and behold, it was, even if they maybe kind of deserved it.
0: It has. Know. Yeah, I mean, you can't, if you look at the series so far and you say, okay, if everything evens out in the wash, this is, the series is 3-2 Ottawa, that feels right, mm-hmm. right? Because they did win a number of coin flips to get to 3-1, whether it be, and and who's on the head of that coin? You guessed it, Bobby Ryan. <laughs> (laughs) They And obviously they had some calls go their way, obviously because the league is running a huge conspiracy against the Boston Bruins because they really want that Ottawa TV money in the second round. They really want that Ottawa-Montreal matchup on NBC.
1: Yeah, they're like, Victor Stahlberg is just an incredible TV draw. Yeah,
0: exactly. We gotta
1: get Doc Emmerich on this guy. Yeah,
0: exactly. You know who the Northeast U.S. needs to know more about? Jean-Gabriel Peugeot. (laughs)
1: And again, a conspiracy that Ottawa couldn't even take advantage of. there's never been a hockey game, Ottawa was destined to lose more than Game 5. Right.
0: I don't want to say it would have been a tainted victory, because when it comes to playoffs, there are no tainted victories. (laughs) Correct. I don't feel tainted about winning Game (laughs) 3 after Bobby Ryan elbowed a guy in the head, dove to take a penalty, and then scored the game winner in overtime. Yeah. Zero taint whatsoever on on that one. I'm not concerned at all about any Bobby Ryan taint in that case. but he draws the penalty he he basically takes a guy off the ice through some questionable play And then shortly thereafter scores the game winner. I was just thinking about when the day that Daniel Alfredson left and hastily Bobby Ryan was acquired within two hours. Mm -hmm. He now has his Darcy Tucker moment. He does. That's true. It's not quite as good. It's not quite as good as dumping a guy and immediately scoring on the same play. But, you know, given Bobby Ryan's year, I'll take what I can get in terms of approximating Daniel Alfredson.
1: Bobby Ryan's still a victim of his own... uh, contract at this point, because if any other player was having the sort of playoff series that Bobby Ryan's having right now, the songs would be written. Yeah. And instead, Bobby Ryan is coming through with, like, consecutive game-winning goals in extremely clutch situations, and all anyone can say is, oh, that guy finally showed up about time. <laughs> so Bobby Ryan had the only had
0: the only goal, and the, thus the game-winner, in Game 4. Mm-hmm. And I saw a poll somewhere, I can't remember where... It was basically like, which Bobby Ryan game-winner was better? It was like, that's a nice problem to have, isn't it? (laughs) To have to choose between Bobby Ryan game-winning playoff goals. Game four, though, was the ultimate the system game. Like, if I had to point to, you know, what is the system, I would point to game four which the system can be described as clog the neutral zone, challenge everything, win one nothing, <laughs> drive your enemies before you and hear the lamentations of their fans on Twitter.
1: <laughs> Never apologize. That is the system winning one nothing in Game 4. Yeah, I do love... Just reading any Boston fans, it's like, oh, Ottawa, so boring. It's like, yeah, and you can't beat it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you're so good, beat our boring system, yeah. Boston. Each of these games has just been so incredibly stressful, and you, you can't find a moment to relax. And... Game three was more of the same because it was just Ottawa gets goes up 3 nothing. You're like, all right, this is, looks like fun. And then let's be honest, those three goals that Boston scored to come back in that game were not the highest quality goals you've ever seen. No, um, that is true. And that was
0: true as well uh, last night in game five.
1: Yes, it's really annoying that it feels like Ottawa is like scoring these goals that are brought to you just by skill and Eric Carlson and Bobby Ryan and even Jean Gabriel Peugeot on a breakaway at one point, And you're kind of like, yes, Ottawa is full value for this lead. And then, you know, Boston just like gets these like weird opportunistic bounces that like deflect past Craig Anderson. And you're like, really? That counts the same? Like <laughs> how, how does Bobby Ryan blowing a tire at his own blue line and giving the puck away count? for the same as that once-in-a-lifetime Eric Carlson pass in the same game. How, do, how, are, how are these worth the same? It's I don't true. get it.
0: So on the one hand, it's like the Senators have much better highlight real goals that they are scoring to win the games that they are winning. On the other hand, they are getting killed online for being boring yeah. right? by Bruins <laughs> fans who are not winning, even though when they, you know, have scored most of their goals, they've been of the, like, you know, crash the net and chip it in variety. Not all of them, but uh, a number of them last night that were
1: called back. Yes. <laughs> Again, the first game I've ever been at for a playoffs over time, and... I'm now 0-2 in games where Ottawa could quench a series. Not a great feeling, but... And it's probably your fault. It probably is. Right. Right? I'm not going to be at Game 6 and watch the Senators are going to win it. <laughs>
0: well, I mean, I, I feel confident about Game 6, and I think Boucher was saying all the right things last night. Like, we knew it was going to be tough. It's going to be a close series. You know, we expected that. He wasn't coming out and being like, oh, we could have won this <laughs> thing with one goal. And it's too bad because they basically lose at midnight on Friday. They have to get on a plane on Saturday to Boston to play at 3 p.m. on Sunday, right? So, I mean, you're looking at pretty much like 36 hours after a five-period hockey game before you have to do this again on the road. That's not ideal. Carlson's banged up. Stone's banged up. Stallberg's banged up. Everybody's a little banged up. Mm -hmm. It would have been nice have a week of rest while the Habs and the Rangers beat each other to a pulp before, you know, hopefully that one goes seven games uh, before you get to, you know, dummy whichever team wins that one. Hopefully the Rangers if I'm (laughs) honest. Now they have to actually go and do this thing again on the
1: road. It's frustrating to have to start from zero on that for a team that like did everything right early in Game Five. You know, got that quick-ish two nothing lead. It's again, Ottawa's been f- full value for the three two lead they've got in the series right now. But you can't say that it's come easy. No, um,
0: and, and the um, home team is one and four in this series now which I take some comfort in going back to
1: Boston. Yeah, home ice advantage, not really a thing Not so really far. a thing. <laughs>
0: and I feel like Game 6 is going to be one of those games where Eric Carlson just puts the team on his back and does something even beyond what he's already done. On the other hand, I said that about Game 5, and he was actually kind of, like, he was good, but he there was nothing, there was no game-breaking play that he had in Game 5, which we've come to expect after Games 2, 3, and 4. <laughs> yeah,
1: you there, Carlson, you know, hit a home, home run. run. <laughs> Now you kind of worry, like, have we squeezed all the juice out of the Eric Carlson orange at this point? Like, was everything that guy had good enough for a three-two lead and nothing else? No, he has
0: <laughs> he has more juice to give. Okay, I believe this uh, there is still there is still plenty of fresh squeezed pulpy juice <laughs> in Eric Carlson. I will tell you that. And remember, the Bruins are
1: going to be just as tired. That is the good news. At least you don't have to worry about the other team being well rested. Yeah, because if we had to like go in there and like play Detroit, we'd be like, all right, schedule loss (laughs)
0: but the um the upshot of all of this is that one way or the other the ottawa senators have ruined your sunday (laughs) they definitely ruined it if if they lose on sunday i'll say i'll say that right now it's not gonna be fun (laughs) if they blow game five and six and then you have to wait till wednesday for game seven that is not gonna be fun no that is not gonna be fun at all (laughs) people already say (laughs) that ottawa is canada's like unfriendliest city and people will just be walking around, screaming and barking, and, <laughs> yeah. and, and
1: like being very curt with one another for three days. Like if they blow Game Six out of like they need to win Game Six out of respect for the community for this point. Right. Like, that's the, that's the respectful thing to do is not put us through a, the ringer of a Game Seven. Like people are going to go to Game Seven should it come to pass, but no one's going to be happy about
0: oh, it. Oh, I don't want to go to Game Seven. No, it's not. That's not fun. Paying money to be in public to just be miserable is not my good time. <laughs> Um, but I got good feelings about Game Six. I don't know how much you believe in signs and numerology, but I ask you this, Luke Paristi: How many letters are there in the word "system"?
1: There are. He's thinking about six it. Six letters in S Y S T E M. It's six letters. There you go. Six, six, six letters, letters in system, system. Six games in this series. Good. Let's go with that. Six letters in the word Ottawa. <laughs> wow. There you go. Stay woke. The mood can basically be summed up by the message you sent me after Ottawa won game four to take a 3-1 series lead. And I'm not going to quote the message verbatim, but it was basically... It might have had the F word. <laughs> Why the heck does anyone have to win four of these hecking things? <laughs> it was like, I agree, Chet. Yeah. Well, best of five would have been fine.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was just like, they'd won... They were up 3-1, to one, and yet I was watching from the couch and just like... A pool of frigid sweat, like it was horrible. This is why I say, like, I'm, I've, I feel old. I've aged. I'm sick now. I have a cold, which I haven't had in ages because of this stupid series with the Bruins. And I just wanted to keep going. What's wrong with us? Anyway, win Game Six. Yes, that's, that's our analysis on this uh,
1: on this brief weekend podcast. Win Game Six. And you get to come home. I really wanted to spend this podcast talking about who you want in round two, but we can't do that. That's <laughs> it's bad karma. No, point. I don't I don't think it's no worse than everybody
0: that was saying, uh, you know the Senators have never lost a series they've been up three <laughs> one, and they won seven out of eight game fives when they've been up three one. And it's like, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care what a bunch of different people did twelve years ago. Like that has no bearing on this team, and you shouldn't even point Point it out and stop doing it. <laughs> Delete
1: your account. Yeah. <laughs> Ian Mendez. Uh, uh, Don Brennan's been really bad for that as well. I'm not sure if you saw, but after... Uh after the Sens went up two goals last night, Don Brennan was like, "Well, guess I can unpack my bag now." And I'm just like, "You're just a huge well, like, Why would you do this, Don?" Okay, Benner, no, right? I was. So this is <laughs> you, don't, you. Don't actually want people to like you. So at this, this point.
0: is great because I was th- when you said that I was thinking of a different problematic <laughs> Don Brennan tweet, and that was when they were up two nothing. I think he said something to the effect of Anderson's shutout streak is at 92 minutes. <laughs> uh, why does he
1: hate? Fun, <laughs> and I think the first three Twitter replies were "Shut up, dog," <laughs> as they should have been. You know, if you, I guess, if you'd uh, told me before the series, you know, you'll have a three-two lead. I'd be, I'd be like, oh, okay, I'll take that. It's better than the alternative. Like, you'd still rather be the Ottawa Senators than the Boston Bruins right now, right? And I suspect that in the back of their mind, like the Bruins know that they're only alive because of you know some extremely garbage goals.
0: Well, and <laughs> it's 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 funny how it feels totally different when you're up three-one. And then you lose game five at home in double overtime. You get really tight. Whereas if they had come home after a split in Boston, 2-2, and won game five to go up 3-2, this would be a completely different conversation. Yes. Right? We would be like, all right, we've up 3-2, we've got two chances to close it out now, let's get it done in game six. Mm -hmm. As opposed to, hang on, you idiots. (laughs) Just hang on.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Perspective is a wonderful thing. Folks, this has not been our most uh, fun or lighthearted podcast. No, but we've talked through some things. Yeah, I feel I, better about that. I hope at the very least this brings you closer. That like, I hope that you're not out there in isolation now, and that at the very least you could have listened to this podcast and think someone else feels the way i do yes exactly um that's what we're trying to put out for the community yeah like we we want to be your heart and mind and any other parts of your body that you need uh someone to fill in for we're there we're there for you just win game six we'll be back at some point we will we'll,
0: be we will be with, back with
1: hopefully a round two preview we will be back to talk
0: about how in one way or another the senators closed this series out and we will preview round two that's what's going to happen good i like that now I will close my copy of the secret. We will end this podcast and we will move on with our lives. All right, have a
1: good uh, have a good wait for game six, and we'll see you soon, folks. Six letters in the word system. Bye. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. and Sowers were a couple of flowers who both still live with their moms. Breaking the town's local hockey team down. Some microphones on. Other podcast was finer. What was more of a hit with the big, big diners? We never thought they'd make it past episode five. Whoa, somehow these dudes named Shenton to your life. Whoa,
0: whoa, whoa. Like, I mean, you saw whoa, more and more whoa, columnists whoa. and hockey writers basically saying. Yeah, you know, I've actually always liked Eric Carlson. Like, <laughs> he's always been really, really talented. And, you know, it's he's finding another level in the playoffs. But I just want to mention that I've been on the bandwagon this whole time, <laughs> yeah. right? Just like thirsty, thirsty calmness.
1: Eric Carlson, always believed in him.
0: <laughs> but that is not annoying to me as Sens fans, I'm talking to you now, Sens fans, getting defensive about, you didn't like Carlson. You said in 2011 that he didn't play on the PK, etc. You know, you can't, no getting on the bandwagon for you. It's like, what? Everybody on your bandwagon at this point, like it's a big tent. And at the end of the day, even if somebody you know comes along and has been slagging Eric Carlson for years, and then says they've always liked him, you still get to have him on your team. Like you still get to enjoy the actual benefits of Eric Carlson, regardless of what other people think. So if anybody says, you know what, I've always liked Eric Carlson, and you know they're lying, you know in their heart they're lying. Just say thank you. That's all. <laughs> just just say thank you. Peace be with you. That's all you need to do.